All right, it's the Fish and Chip Podcast. We are back for week 14 of the NFL. Man, it is getting down to the nitty gritties. The gritty. Hit the gritty. The gritty. Chip Daily Dan Fish. How are we doing, Chip? I'm alive. Thriving. I don't know. Not thriving. I'm sitting. How's the how's the Dan? How are the dandies oh, coming? The dandies are work in progress still. So. Can't wait. Yeah, I'm getting excited. There's some, there's some decent ones on there. I think. Decent ones. At least nominations at this point. Who knows? They might not make the actual cut when it comes oh. out. It's hard to Let's get see. into those. These last few weeks, normally there's something fun that happens that I can make fun of. Though. Like Brock Purdy? Like guys getting benched because it's late in the year and their team's out of it, and then we get to see some just terrible quarterback play. Or elite quarterback play, man. Mr. Well, that's what the are for. Yes. Dandy playing time. Yeah. Okay, I didn't want to talk about this, but now we're talking about elite quarterback play. I know you love oh. them, but it's the Eagles. Jalen Hurts has won NFC Offensive Player of the Week award in back-to-back weeks. Well, why about not? this? I know, yeah. but if you look at the stats for the two weeks, it is just ridiculous. Yeah, he's back in the MVP conversation now, isn't he? Oh yeah, I'd say so. Who did they play two weeks ago? Green Bay. Yes. No, I don't know. I don't remember. Yes, they uh, ran all over him. They ran yeah. all over him on Sunday night. So he won it that week with like 150 passing yards, but his rushing side was 157 <laughs> rushing yards, just as many rushing yards. Yeah. And then this week it's the total opposite, like 300 passing yards and 12 rushing yards. He's doing it all for you real. Take one thing away and it's a two-headed snake, you know? It's like Hydra. You cut one head off and two grow back. Yes. Yeah, he's a... He is a, the the true combo of a, a good passer and a good runner. He's the modern-day quarterback. But hard to find. I mean, that's what... I mean, like, you got your elite, like, pocket passers, you know, like Burrow. And you know Tom Brady of old. We're talking about Joe Burrow's got like six rushing touchdowns. <laughs> but I'm saying like even like guys like him and Holmes are still adding like that rushing effect to it, and Justin yeah. Herbert too. Mm-hmm. You know, and Josh like Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, and Jalen Hurts, they just take it to another level. Yeah, Hurts especially right now. Yes. And then did he mention Lamar? He's kind of just more on the run side only. Yeah, I said Josh Allen, Lamar, and Jalen Hurts have all taken it to another level rushing. Yeah, class. and oh, still yeah, be good passing. Class. Yeah, and then still be good passing. Like I'm talking like modern quarterbacks where they run and have a dual threat ability. That's true. I don't think we're going to see the day of Tom Brady's in the future anymore. Do you think so? Probably not. Like I, I mean, just don't think that that's what people are going to go for. At least for the next. 10, 15 years. Probably. Yeah. The league does follow like a trend. Like it's like a graph that goes up and down. So yeah, in 10, 15 years, I wouldn't be surprised if it's back to that. Cause maybe all these speedy linebackers will get drafted to contain rushing quarterbacks. And then they'll decide that they can't actually pass. Mm-hmm. And the next Tom Brady shows up is like, Oh, what was this guy doing? He's just sitting in the pocket. I mean, back in like, the, like Dan Reno, John, uh, John Elway ran a little bit, I guess. Um, Montana, like those guys just were known for passing, right? Like, Brad am I wrong? <laughs> Did he run? Am I wrong though? Am I wrong on this like diagnosis here? No. I feel like that's what they wanted the quarterbacks to do in the nineties, early two thousands. Was just 
stay in that pocket, be present. You know, Brett Favre, Tom yeah. Brady, Peyton Manning. Yeah, Michael Vick kind of changed the game. And then even like that went away then. Like a couple people hopped on the trend of that. And then they're like, uh, no, they can't like stay healthy, you know? So then they yeah. just stop. And like there wasn't really mobile quarterbacks any, after Vick for a while. Like there was one here or there, but like now the league is like trending towards a lot of teams having that type of player. Yeah. That's that's true. That's kind of the ideal quarterback to get. Because if you're going to sit back and play zone defense, you got to be able to run it. Yes. And because that just because unless they're going to send a spy, and in which case the zone isn't going to be as effective. Well, so, I mean, it's been popular in college for so much longer, but the NFL for some reason has always been slow to adapt college. Well, the college styles. seems like it's just hard to find a guy that because there's you, there's so many quarterbacks that they yeah. need to play, you know, versus the NFL has 30 guys. Yeah. Start. That's you know, true. Like the odds that there's going to be hundreds of some 18 to 22 year old kids that can throw the ball decently. Like you're going to find some kids that can run it on purpose because like you just need that to win. Yeah. This is the last week. We're getting down the nitty gritty. This is the last week of buys. It is. All, all of a sudden it was just here. Yeah. Six teams. There was zero on Thanksgiving week. I don't know why they did it that way. They, well, probably because there were so many Thursday games. Otherwise, Sunday would just be empty. You know, yeah. like if they had four teams on buys on Sunday, there'd only be like seven games. That's true. So that was six. Week fourteen. That's late. Well, some, we got one more week to play, though. Some fantasy leagues not pointing fingers, but one of mine <laughs> has playoffs starting this week. Um, Is it a three-week playoff? Yeah. So you're done on week 16. I guess that's all right. It, it's still the... That's still, a week early for me. It is a week early. It's not been adjusted. And the reason I say it is because six teams have a bye. So certain teams aren't going to have players in the playoffs. Yeah, that's true. Well, it's probably because they never like adopted the new... We have 18 weeks now. Yeah. And like you don't want to play week 18 in case teams... This league them. hasn't changed since 2007. That sounds dated. It is. It's the one I talked to you like two weeks ago. Oh, I, I, I had this figured out from the start. Yeah, just yeah, I need need some uh, overhaul. Okay, so uh, a bunch of quarterback news. Where are my week. notes? Yes. Okay. All right, Jimmy G, uh, broken foot. Was it confirmed broken? He doesn't need surgery though. So like he, they were expecting. Okay, Brock Purdy's playing the rest of the year for San Fran, third string quarterback. No, not so fast. Apparently, he doesn't need it. Uh, Surgery on this broken foot and could return for the playoffs. What? So, oh, really? I thought he's out for the year. Nope. They just found out last night that he doesn't need surgery, and uh, he could potentially come back for the, could could return for playoffs potentially. So he's going to come back in the divisional round with a cast on his ankle and carries him to the Super Bowl. <laughs> just a boot. <laughs> yeah. You know, like those walking boots with spikes on the bottom. Yes, he doesn't <laughs> run anyway. He could sit there, just put him in shotgun the whole time. Yeah, yeah, I mean, whatever. He just hands the ball off. You just got to turn around and walk yeah. three And if he's about feet. to get sacked, just fall down. <laughs> oh, man. What 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 did Trey, Trey Lance broke his ankle, didn't he? Yeah. So, like, maybe if they could just cut off the good foot of Trey Lance and put it on the bad foot. <laughs> it's both their left foots. They're going to just amputate both of them and then, like, do surgery and put them both on the other person. They'll be fine. And they're both one person can't walk, period, and the other person can play. Whose upper body would they use? 
I don't know. That's your choice. I'm guessing Trey mm-hmm. Lance since that was their choice. <laughs> Suppose. I'm ask, I'm wondering this with San Fran. Little CMC action in the Wildcat? He could do it. I'm thinking so. I think we might see it. Like I don't think anybody's talked about that. And I, I thought of that immediately. I was like, yeah, you're going to play Brock Purdy, but do you put in some packages where he doesn't have to do everything? I'd be all for that. He threw a touchdown, what, three, four weeks ago? First week he was there. Yeah, he had the he had the trifecta the one week. Yes, I think I think that was the second week he was there because the first week he played he got traded like on a Thursday and played it on Sunday. Yeah, sounds right. So he hardly played the first week, but yeah, I think he still scored or had like a bunch of yards. I think so. I feel like they have other guys I could probably throw it to. Other quarterback news: Matt Safford likely done for the season, according to Sean McVay. Um, Rams. they do they do claim. Baker Mayfield off waiver wire after being waived earlier this week by the Panthers. Yes, on Tuesday it was yeah Tuesday. Baker was like, "Hey, our Panthers, do you want to cut me?" And they're like, "Sure, Baker, get out of here." So we got Sam Darnold now. Darnold, we trust. (laughs) Back to the Darnold. So he went on waivers, and there was a bunch of odds out there of teams that would sign him. And San Fran was apparently the highest, followed by the Ravens, Texans, and the Rams were fourth. But the Rams were the only Why would the Texans it? sign him? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> These were the Vegas odds. You could just get him in the offseason at that point. Yeah. But then the Rams were apparently the only one to put a claim in on him. I have a theory that they're going to blame the whole season on him now. Like when you look back in three years and be like, what happened to the, the Rams after the Super Bowl? Oh, they had Baker at quarterback. That's why. He's going to be their scapegoat, man. Watch it. It's going to happen. I believe it. Or they're going to go eight and nine and sneak into the playoffs. <laughs> Baker will carry him to the Super Bowl. Okay. <laughs> Can they even make the playoffs at eight and nine? Get, yeah. Get in and then play uh, Tampa Bay in the first round or something. something like <laughs> wow. I don't think they can. No, I think they're basically. Uh, since, let's since, what? Uh, Oh, since we're talking about quarterbacks, I'm kind of sick of picking on this guy, but these stats keep coming up. Russell Wilson. <laughs> Pick on him all you want. Per CBS Sports, I saw this on Twitter. I added to it because they didn't put all this info because it's CBS Sports, you know. They leave stuff out. Russell Wilson, he's played 11 games this year. In these 11 games, he is uh, being outpaced by certain quarterbacks. He has, Russell has, fewer touchdown passes. He has eight. He has fewer Passes than Davis Mills of the Texans. Who's Carson Wentz, t- who hasn't played since week six. <laughs> yeah, why did they use him? Come on, CBS. <laughs> Does Carson really have more than eight? Yeah, he's got 11. Wow. Davis Mills also has 11. He's played 10 games. He has fewer passing yards than Jacoby Brissett by about 60 yards. They both played 11. He has a lower... Let, cook. <laughs> Let him cook. He has a lower completion percentage than Marcus Mariota of the Falcons. By a full percentage point. <laughs> That's rough. He has fewer 300-yard games than Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco played three games at the start of the year. <laughs> to be fair, Joe Flacco had two 300-yard games in those three games. Russell. Joe Wilson, Flacco also has more, I think, than Aaron Rodgers, too. Probably does. I don't think Aaron has done anything. I don't, I don't think he has a 300-yard game this whole season. Yeah, I don't think he has 300 yards really this weird. whole season. Russell Wilson's... 
I think only 300 game was the very first game against Seattle. And then this is what I looked up. His quarterback rating, QBR, is 28th out of 31 eligible quarterbacks. He's ahead of Carson Wentz, Davis Mills, and Baker Mayfield. His passer rating is 29th. And that one was listing like, at least on ESPN, it was listing like Christian McCaffrey on there. But then at the bottom it says, to be eligible for this, they must have at least 15 passes in every game. And I'm like, how is Christian McCaffrey on there then? So I had like one pass. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Russell's not having a good year. No, he hasn't. And uh, from let's go from uh, some bad quarterback stats to some good ones. Um, Tom Brady set another record this week. Did you see that? I think I did, but tell me. Tell us. He, he now, with that game-winning drive or comeback in the fourth quarter, I should say game-winning drive, I guess, he now has more game-winning drives than any other quarterback in NFL history. Peyton Manning had the record, and Peyton Manning was doing the Manning cast, and he just did not say a word about it when that sack came up. <laughs> I was watching. And that was he aware up. that he got passed? Oh, it, I, it popped up. They were tied, and like the stat shows up on the screen like of the broadcast, and like you can see Peyton watching the television with his mouth open like he always does. And he just like didn't <laughs> yeah. say a word. Did not acknowledge that at all. <laughs> it's actually kind of impressive that Peyton's held it for this much longer than Tom when Tom's played like five additional years. Tom was never behind. That's true. <laughs> I don't know if that's just regular season or if it's all together career. I think it would make more sense if it's just regular season. I think I it was also to go on that comeback, it was also I'm going to make up these numbers, but he was like 1-42 in when trailing by two touchdowns late in the fourth quarter. And the only other time that they came back from that was in the Super Bowl against the Falcons. Super Bowl! So now he's like 2-42 in, in that situation. It was like down 13 inside of 10 minutes or something like that. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, speaking of another play in that game, I don't know if you paid this close attention, but Mark Ingram had a play on like second and long where he was running up the sideline and he very easily could have gotten the first down. He just stepped out like a yard short. I did like he that. just must not have been paying attention. We're getting and paid. They, and then he didn't get, and then they didn't get the first down on third down. So you wonder it's all fixed, man rigged. There's like uh-huh. people calling it, calling him out saying that he should have like felony investigation against him <laughs> for costing people. money. Yeah. Did he have anything in college like Reggie Bush or not? Was he in no. that? On that, no. okay. No, he went to Alabama, and that was like 2008. Yeah, okay. What was that quote he had when he was at the Ravens? Is like big trust or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's like Lamar Jackson, big trust. <laughs> Come find that. me or something. <laughs> I have a quick quarterback trivia game. You want to play it? Sure. Just two questions. Okay, because of this fourth quarter comeback that we were just talking about, it's a, good, it's a good segue. Which team has the fewest fourth quarter passing touchdowns this season? Hint, they have zero. One team. I was going to say Denver. Surprisingly, no. But when he said fourth quarter, I was like, okay. One team um, has zero fourth quarter passing touchdowns. Baltimore. No. Good guess. They don't score in the second half lately well all year they always remember they blew like three 17 point leads in the first like eight games of the season there was that miami game where there was a lot of points in the end 
Yeah, but they blew a twenty-one point lead in the fourth, like second half, fourth quarter. Yeah. Um. No touchdown, New England. Yes. <laughs> oh, poor Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi. There's dysfunction there. Mac Jones got pissed this last week. I know he did. They have zero fourth quarter passing touchdowns, but four fourth quarter interceptions. So then, looked up which team has the most fourth quarter passing touchdowns this season. There's two of them tied with nine. Nine fourth quarter touchdowns. Yes. Well, what, Dallas had like three the other night, huh? <laughs> Were they all passes, though? I, I don't know. I think one was a rush, at least, by Elliott. And some um, defensive touchdowns. Cincy. Yes, that's one. Kansas City, just because they were the two teams that played this last weekend. No. <laughs> I thought that would make sense. Like, uh, you'd bring up something. Minnesota. No. Okay. Detroit. Uh, he's second, or I guess third. Jared Goff is eight. This, I was actually a little surprised that this just based off how this team has played. Jacksonville? No, same state. Tampa Bay? Yeah. Well, they're always trying to come back late. I guess they're only six and six. Tom Brady tied for first with fourth quarter touchdown passes. Do you He's think throw more in the first three quarters? Do you think it's because the coaching's not that good, and then in crunch time, Tom Brady just takes over and does what he wants? Or is that um, just a bad theory? I don't think it is. I think when it comes down to crunch time, you know, it's more like just spread out. We're going. No huddle, you know, and I think that's just where Tom's better at it, you know, because he can just when he can get the same defense, keep the same defense on the field because you're not you're not substituting, and he finds that weakness. He's just going to keep exploiting that weakness, <laughs> you know. So they should do no huddle the whole game. Just not saying everyone. that. Not saying that. <laughs> but I'm it might saying, work. But maybe they need to just like not substitute, you know? Yeah. Just keep the same guys out there. I mean, you could go no huddle. Just don't be like in a rush. You know, give it 25 seconds. Yeah. I think like I saw better communication between Leftwich and Tom in the fourth quarter there the other night. So they're coming yeah, around. Like he was going over the sidelines and it looked like Tom was more taking the initiative of like, this is what's going to be open. And when he, when he walked over before that final touchdown, I, I couldn't read his lips exactly, but what it looked like body language to me, it's like, it looked like he was telling Byron Leftwich, we need to run this play because I know this is going to work. Mm. And the next play was a touchdown. Brilliant. So I think he sees things on the field that maybe his coordinator's not seeing on the sideline. Could be. I also think Tom uh, Todd Bowles as head coach just isn't the best game manager. Yeah, I would, so. I would agree. It's definitely been an adjustment for them. I don't think Byron Leftwich is like the worst offensive coordinator ever. You know, I think he's fine, but I think. Uh, when Bruce Arians was there, they worked together, and now he's kind of on his own. And mm-hmm. Tom needs to have more of a voice than maybe what has happened this first 12 games of the season. So, I don't know. My opinion. Good analysis, I'd say. Titans fired their GM. <laughs> Apparently, the owner wasn't too happy about the fact that they traded AJ <laughs> Brown. And then they came back and lit him up. Has that ever happened where a player comes back and just destroys the team? I mean, like, We've seen players come back to a former team and just destroy them. Yeah. But then have this have the GM then get fired in lieu of it. <laughs> uh, I, I, yeah, I feel like it's not often where just a GM gets fired in the middle of the season. 
to begin with. And then and they're in first place in the division. Yeah. And they're like, <laughs> oh my gosh. Ooh, yeah. I think Mike Rabel, I guess, is kind of going to oversee it a little more for now. I'm sure uh, they'll still I, sign a GM in the offseason, but. Yeah, I think you can't go through the offseason with your head coach being the GM. No. What team? Oh, Houston, right? They did that with. What was what's his name? Uh, oh, yeah, I know. Um, Brian Billick. No, no, not Brian Billick. Uh, something with B. Bob Brian. I can picture the guy. Bruh. He's the guy that purposely lost games so he'd get fired at the end. Bob O'Brien. No, O'Brien. Bill Bill O'Brien. Bill. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, Bill Belichick's doing that. Was doing that in New England for a while too. Yeah, most of so. I mean, he was making the draft picks and stuff. Yeah, that's true. I don't think that works in the NFL. NBA, maybe a little different, but yeah. not when you're overseeing so many guys and need to recruit so many or like scout so many guys. It just doesn't work. Anything else? Nope. All right. We'll get to segment two. This is Fish and Show Podcast. We'll be back right after this. Okay. We're back. Fish and Chip Pod. Dan Fish over there. Chip Daly, right here. I almost said yeah. something else. I forgot my name. Ah! <laughs> All right, we're just going to get right to it. Time crunch. Not really, but we, we want it to be. Daily Fantasy. Best segment of the day. All right. Uh, I don't know if I've said this for a while, but these are for your tournament plays, not like the 50-50 contest or head-to-heads. This is for trying to win the big monies. All right, so last week, a little recap. Second week in a row, I said Mahomes is <laughs> just going to be an option every week, and he was just purely average again. He had like 20 points, maybe 19. So I'm not going to mention him you, this week. Can you quit saying that now? Yeah, I'm not going to talk about him this week. Thanks. Appreciate it. Uh, no problem. No problem. So last last mention of Mahomes. Uh, my two favorites last week were Herbert and Burrow stacks. Herbert followed the guy I'm not going to mention. was pretty much average. Austin Eckler was a bust. He only had like 12, and he was the highest price running back. Burrow, though, he smashed. He was quarterback two for the week, so if you stacked him, it was pretty good. I don't remember where his touchdowns went. I didn't record that. I think Samaji P. Ryan might have had him. And he had a rushing touchdown, that's why. Um, Jamar Chase came back to pretty good. Higgins was okay. My other stack, I like Trevor Lawrence last week. He was average for his price. But Amon Ra on the bring back, if he did that, was really good. Then the value stack, Mike White and Garrett Wilson. <laughs> that that was actually really good. Against the Vikings D man. Mike White, he had zero passing touchdowns, Mike White. It, it wasn't good early on. No, it was not. <laughs> then he pulled out a rushing touchdown and then finished with like 360 passing yards. So that saved the day. And Garrett Wilson went off in the second half. So that was a good combo. And my bring back was Delvin Cook. He had a rushing touchdown. So that was good. But uh, Madison vultured one. So whatever. Then the other one I mentioned, I said it looked good on paper, <laughs> but didn't want to go there. It was Jalen Hurts. This was just the traditional one quarterback, two best receiver stacks, and you would have done great if you did that. That was the uh, number one combo. Hurts, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith. And the number one combo quarterback and one wide receiver was Hurts and A.J. Brown. 
I believe the overall top wide receiver was Devonta Adams with 40 points. He had two touchdowns, 100-something yards. All right, this week, as we mentioned in the first segment, final week of buys. There's six of them. So we're back down to 10 games on Sunday. And it's a weird week for scoring. There's only one game that's predicted over 47 points, and it's much higher. <laughs> it's Minnesota at Detroit. Detroit is favored by two and a half. The implied total is 40 or 53 and a half points. That's a lot of points. The next highest is all the way down to Cleveland at Cincinnati at 47 points. So, I mean, at first glance, this is this. They just seem the most obvious, and I bet they're going to be very popular because neither of them are expensive. They're going to be my 1A and 1B, but Jared Goff and Kirk Cousins, neither defense is good. They both allow a lot of passing yards. I think I'm slightly favoring Jared Goff with Amon Ra, and you could do an optional, maybe DJ Chark. He kind of came on with him last week. Uh, I think either way, if I stack that game, it's going to have Amon Ra and Justin Jefferson. They, <laughs> I mean, they're both the focal points of the offense. Neither team has corners or secondaries that can stop wide receivers. So I like both of them either way. If you go with the Kirk Cousins route and stack it, Justin Jefferson, obviously, and then probably Hawkinson, maybe a little revenge game. Yeah. Or you go feeling, and then the obvious bring back is Amon Ra. If you want to play those games but get different, you could play the running backs. I don't think any of them will be that highly owned. Um, Jamal Williams, once again, Touch, rushing touchdowns. Touchdown machine. Yeah, he's leading the league in touchdowns. Minnesota the last couple weeks has not been great against running backs, so I would not be surprised if he gets a couple goal line carries again. However, all of a sudden, DeAndre Swift is getting involved again, so that's kind of a coin flip between those. But if you want to get really random, Jameson Williams came back last week. I think he just played a few snaps. He was their, what, like seventh overall uh, pick this year? Yep. See out of Alabama? Yes, sir. Yeah, so now he's now he's back. Probably we eased in a little more still. He's coming back from ACL injury. But he's very cheap for a wide receiver with his talent. It's <laughs> very high risk, but potentially high reward play. I don't think he will be totally highly owned yet. So there's ways to get different if you want to stack that game to be to have players in this potential shootout. Um, another one, a deep one would be KJ Osborne. He'll randomly throw in a touchdown here or there. Uh, moving on, next stacks I like, but yeah, those two are my 1A, 1B. I, going back to Joe Burrow, not doing Herbert again, but Joe Burrow, I like him. Playing Cleveland, who, I mean, their defense has been okay, I think, fantasy purposes. <laughs> Before last week, they were like dead last, I think. So they give up a lot of fantasy points. But Joe Burrow with Chase looks good. It'll be hard to stack Higgins in there. The bring back I like is Nick Chubb because Cincinnati has been pretty good against wide receivers. And Deshaun Watson did not look great in his first game back. Uh, so I like Burrow Chase and then Nick Chubb on the bring back. And if you want another Cincy guy, he could be prob- Yeah, if he plays, I do like that. But Mixon is probably going to be back this week. Yeah. Who knows, though? Uh, Boyd, maybe. Or Aiden Hurst is out, so their new tight end 
I don't know what his first name is. Wilcox is his last thing. He's very cheap. Like, if he just gets like three catches, he'll be fine <laughs> for DraftKings <laughs> purposes because he's like under the usual starting tight end salary. Um, I'm not really going to do a value stack this week because Jared Goff is already super cheap. But another option down in the cheap range is Tyler Huntley for Baltimore. He's just $100 less than Goff, but he runs. I think he had 10 he carries does. last week. He does in run. like half a game. Uh, if you if you play him, I would only go probably one guy, and that would be Mark Andrews. And I don't think I would trust a Pittsburgh bringbacks. So, Tyler Huntley and Andrews. Some honorable yeah, mentions. With, you could maybe go with Pickens. I mean, that's obviously Kenny Pickett's favorite target. Yeah. Pickens has been very frustrated lately with the team. Rookie rookie wide receiver frustrated. Pittsburgh, where have you heard that? Um, so maybe they'll feed him the ball just to satisfy him. So yeah, I, I if I had to pick one, yeah, I'd go Pickens. Honorable mentions not gonna get into the stacks, but Trevor Lawrence, if he plays He's playing one of the worst fantasy pass defenses in Tennessee, who just got lit up by Philadelphia. And Geno Smith, once again, he's just consistently putting up two touchdowns. Last week, I think he had three, though. And he's, his price is still like pretty reasonable. So those two, uh, just some honorable mentions to keep in mind. But favorites right now, going to be highly popular, Jared Goff, Kirk Cousins, and followed by Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. Joe Burt. Joe Burt. Joe Burt. There's the fantasy stacks of the weekend. All right, spread it out. Five wide. Five wide. All right. I don't know. I don't know. This week is spreads are kind of right where I kind of picture them. So I don't really have a great feeling on any of these. I suppose I should break down what I did last week, huh? Sure. Uh, three and two and got the pick of the week right. Hey. hey. <laughs> Yeah, woohoo! Above five hundred, eight and seven on the week altogether. Brings me to four and nine and twenty-eight, thirty-six and one. <laughs> Let's go! Three games above five hundred on all the picks of the year so far. Okay, picks this week: Buffalo minus nine and a half. Look good against New England, I'd say. Jets, Mike White. I know. I think they're going to keep it close, but we'll take Buffalo. They got to start peaking. They just got back the. Number one seed, so they better keep playing, huh? Take Buffalo minus nine and a half. The G-Men are underdogs, and when the G-Men are underdogs, they cover. I'll tell you what, they covered last week with that tie. (laughs) (laughs) Sure did. That was one of the ones I got right. They get six and a half points at home against Philly. Philly a little let down after the emotional A.J. Brown return attendance. I did not realize how much the whole team was going to be. Like revenge factor on Tennessee last week. <laughs> like when the whole team backs a player and like it's like yeah. we gotta get revenge for this guy, that's when you normally see the letdown the next week. I know Hertz said it right away in the pre- presser. He's like, We gotta get ready for next week now. Like we got this revenge, we gotta get ready for next week. Um they sure do because the Giants need to fight for their playoff lives right now. So I'm gonna take the G men to cover six and a half. <sighs> I did it last week, I'm doing it again. Denver plus nine and a half at home against Kansas City. Don't love it, but I don't love a whole lot of picks this week. Denver got me last week. I took them for the first time all year to cover. They did. Nine and a half is a lot. Kansas City on the road. They just haven't been scoring a lot of points lately. So, I mean, if Denver puts up 10, 
Does Kansas City get the 20? I don't know. We'll find out. Give me Denver plus a nine and a half. Chargers. Miami is coming to town. Minus three. Yeah, I just don't trust Chargers right now. I know they're fighting for their playoff lives too, but if you were, how do you lose to Vegas? <laughs> I, yeah, I don't trust them either. I don't trust them as far as I can throw them. Miami's got to bounce back. They're already out west, so it's not like an East Coast traveling West Coast thing again. They just were there last week, so it's not like it's that big a deal. Um, they Wait, should play better. Don't you think they went San Fran back to Miami? Now they're going to LA. No, no, no. But I'm saying they did it last week, so they know what to expect this oh. week. Their bodies will be more used to it. It's a lot of travel, round. though. I know, but they're only favored by three, so I'll take Miami to bounce back. Okay. You, you always say the Chargers' pass defense isn't that great, is it? The rush defense is bad. I think that, that everything's bad with them. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's good. How many yards did Devontae Adams have last week? You just said uh, a lot. Yeah. So uh, I think uh, a little waddle action this week, like Penguin. Let's the Chargers, that. much like the Vikings, have not won a game by more than one possession. All right. Minus three for Miami. So that's what I'm taking. Dan's money line pick of the week. I don't love it. Don't love it. But Tennessee, after getting blown out last week, Show some pride, get back on the horse. Division opponent, Jacksonville, minus three and a half at home. Bounce back game. I'll take Tennessee. Especially if Trevor Lawrence doesn't play, that would be easy. Yeah, that's, that's good to get on early in the week, especially if he doesn't play that. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Because that, yep. that spread will definitely move. Yeah, apparently it's a toe sprain. It looked like, man, I don't know if you saw the tackle. It looked like his whole foot broke. Last week, I did not see it. I did not see it. It looked bad. He was like screaming. Went to the locker room, but then he jogged out of the tunnel. I just expect division opponent Tennessee to play better at home now. Yeah. Against against the division opponent. And bounce back from a bad performance last week. So I would agree. Yep. Time to rally. GM gets fired. Let's rally. Time to bounce back. All right. Thursday night pick. We got Vegas going to the Rams. Just the game everybody wants to pay attention to, right? Baker Mayfield maybe being coming back. around. Yeah, too late though. Yeah. They're favored well, by five and a half. I'm going to take the Raiders. Me too. I don't like the Rams right now. So, yeah. Raiders are hot. The Raiders are currently the nine seed. They have a chance. It's a long shot. It is. Oh, the Jets are the last spot, though. Yeah, they need a well, lot they to could, happen. They, they could get a win loss that this week, though. Yeah. With the Jets going to Buffalo. So they'd still be a game behind. <laughs> yeah. But who owns a tiebreaker? Who knows? Um find out later, I guess. Yeah, find out later. All right, let's go to the Survivors. Survivor. I got the Dallas pick right this week. <laughs> and I stole it from you last week. I was never worried. I was <laughs> never worried when I was twenty one nineteen. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that second half though. Ooh. Fourth Yikes. quarter. Fourth, not even second. Fourth quarter, because it was twenty-one nineteen going in the fourth, wasn't it? Big yikes! Uh, big yikes! Something like that. Yeah, big yikes. For, for my main pick, I picked Seattle, and I stole Dallas. So I got two points last week. You're still hey, you, a, you barely snuck that Seattle one out. <laughs> I thought that was going to be easy win for them. You've lived on the. I thought so too. I almost picked them myself. <laughs> yeah, now I might. wish they what. Now I wish I would have because I really want Dallas this week. But yeah. I think that's the route you're going, huh? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think I'm going to pick Dallas against Houston, favored by 17, I think. Uh, 16 and a half last 16 time I checked. And a half, wow. Depends on where you're looking. Yeah. 
So you get to use Dallas two weeks in a row. That's, that's saucy. I really thought so. Yep, going oh, Dallas. Uh, I'm going to take a page out of your playbook. Are you going to steal me? I'm going to copy you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a smart move on my behalf because I'm heading yeah. my, my own pick. But also, how are they losing to Houston this week? I mean, is Houston even trying? I, I don't know. I don't know either. So I'm out of lifelines now after I steal that pick. As far as my official pick, kind of want to take the Raiders just for a, the Raiders. Just for a little like use a team up, you know, type of deal. But yeah. then the other teams I'm looking at. San Fran now, I was kind of banking on them being one of my automatic wins in the last five weeks and backup quarterback now. Yeah. Third string guy. I don't know if I trust them. They got the the goat coming to town, so I don't really like them. Sneaky one. Pittsburgh's favorite at home. They've started They're winning some favored? games. They are favored by two and a half against Baltimore. Division game, normally close. So I'm a little worried that way, but the Rams might be on what is their fourth starting quarterback if Baker starts to. <sighs> Short week. What's the home? Do we know off the top of our head what the home teams are this year on Thursday night? Uh, let's see. Let's be honest. The Rams fans are not going to be there. There's going to be more Raiders fans in L.A., right? Oh, yeah, for sure. L.A. is still a Raiders city. <laughs> city. That's what I'm saying. So it's yeah. not even like it's a home game for the Rams. And if it's their fourth quarterback, they're already calling out for teams to start giving away their – what was that last week? Not teams. Uh, season ticket holders, just, just get, donate your tickets to somebody. That <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I think you convinced me. I'm going to go with the Raiders. I think the home team, I just kind of went through it quick. Is a they have seven wins including Thanksgiving, or the away team? No, home team has seven wins. Seven Three. out of fifteen. So yeah, so it's basically about half. It's basically a split. So I'm actually I'm okay with it. Maybe maybe this will be the first Thursday night game that I actually really pay attention to. I do like the Raiders. They right actually said them. They actually said it out loud. <laughs> have I not been watching Amazon Prime? You've been watching every week, man. I know you yeah, have. Haven't missed a second. <laughs> haven't missed one second. Oh, boy. All right. Uh, yeah, I, I guess I'll go with the Raiders. Is Aaron Donald um, still out? I don't know, but does it matter? No, maybe. I don't know. The Raiders offense is finally clicking. Yeah. Yeah, e- I think ESPN matchup predictor gives the Raiders a 79% two chance to win. Well, I got Raiders in Dallas this week. Maybe I can get my two-point lead back. Yeah, yeah Guaranteed, yeah. though, worst-case scenario, I still hold a one-point lead, but basically tied in points remaining. That's true. So, That's true. I'm, I'm out of lifelines now, so I am done, done, done. Yeah, I still have my double pick. We got four picks to go, yeah. Yeah, I think Dallas is too easy to, pick, to pass up on the copy this week. So, Unless they have a trap game. But Houston can't do anything. In-state rivalry, man. They're not yeah, past the, the battle for Texas. They ain't looking past Texas. The Texans. All right. Well, good luck to you this week, Chip, and all your picks. And hopefully Likewise. everything turns good for both of us. I hope all your all dreams right. come true. Yes, of course. 
Fishing Podcast on Twitter at Fishing Pod, Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Machine, Amazon, most places for podcasts. We'll be back one week from today. Thanks for listening. Stay sweet, universe. Okay.